So hello and welcome. My name's Steve Nabell and today I'm speaking with Ma Ananda Sarita on Tantra and Healing the Dilemma of Relationship. Now Sarita is a renowned Tantra teacher and mystic. She's also a healer and author and she received a direct transmission from Osho many years ago and lived in his community for, in India for 26 years. Now she offers courses, trainings, retreats around the world. And uh, welcome Sarita to Hello, lovely to be with you today. Now, can I just ask you briefly about your journey? Because you left, I think you left your native country when you were very young to go to India. Yes, I was raised in California and I left my hometown when I was 15. And then I set out on a journey to find the essence of life. I hitchhiked through North America, then all through Europe, through the Middle East and to India. And once I was in India, I came across uh, the Vipassana meditation path through yeah. Goenka. And uh, I did a retreat with him in Burgaya. Then I was going to Mumbai to do a month-long retreat. The night before my month-long Vipassana retreat, I met Osho. Yeah. And that was a turning point. So uh, once I had met Osho, um, I remained in his community for 26 years. To leave home at the age of 15 and hitchhike across the world is quite a journey. How did you feel about that? Was it an exciting adventure? Was you, were you kind of nervous? Or? It was uh, somewhere between heaven and hell, <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of hell. Oh. <laughs> the thing is, I was a very, very thirsty seeker, and I felt like there's nothing more important than finding the essence of life. So I simply had a clear direction in that regards and yeah. I I determined that I will just continue traveling the world till I find it that there must be a possibility of finding that and so I took many risks of course in doing that yeah. but I came from a poor family so I couldn't travel uh, in a luxury style but nothing would dissuade me that that journey has to be taken so I just said okay I if I can't take a car, I can't take a train, I can't take a bus or an airplane, I have my thumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the thumb worked and I made it all the way to India. <laughs> Incredible. That is an amazing journey. So can I ask you just briefly, what was your experience of Osho in those early days? Uh, very charismatic, yeah. very compassionate, very loving, very, very powerful. And actually... Uh, he really exhibited the the power of the divine masculine, like super powerful energy, yeah. and at the same time the tenderness and love of the divine feminine, uh, a balance between masculine and feminine. Mm. Wow, and I guess you must have been present at a lot of his talks in those early days in Pune. Yes, I was present for just probably hundreds or thousands of talks, I don't know. I was just there for 26 years. Amazing, amazing. So I think um, Osho was really responsible for reintroducing Tantra, particularly to the West. I guess that's right. And uh, what, what, what is Tantra and what's your experience of it from those early days? The thing is, when I started seeing Osho in those early days, he would give me some meditation to practice. Then I would uh, do that on my own and then come back to him and report how it was going. And then he would comment or he would give me a new method to practice. And it was only later on I found out those were Tantra methods. Hmm. And when I came to him, the first evening I met him, he was giving a discourse on the Vigyan Bhairav Tantra. 
and this sutra he was commenting on is very, very beautiful. It's while engaged in sexual union, stay attentive on the fire in the beginning and so continuing, avoid the embers in the end. And he spoke on that for one and a half hours. (laughs) Blew my mind completely that this vision of sexuality is possible, the tantric vision. And uh, basically, from that point on, I was really immersed into the tantra path. Now, of course, uh, in the West, there's been lots of shifts uh, in relationships and uh, gender identity and roles and everything. The stereotypical role of the 1950s woman cleaning the pots and the guy going out to work for his nine to five is kind of broken down a little bit. Of course, it's still there in the background. But how, how have relationships shifted? Uh, what are the kind of challenges and how is Tantra really helping? The thing is that there's so much potential in Tantra to help relationship. And uh, as yet, it's not really being explored adequately, I would say, in the, in the main, in the Tantra world. Yeah. Like uh, years ago, I introduced a course which is called the Soulmate Training for Lovers. So it's, a, it's basically the spiritual path for lovers. It's in seven levels. And couples come and they go on that journey. It takes about three and a half years. And then they can go on to to more advanced levels also if they feel like it. This is a, a really radical and uh, I call it the journey of a lifetime. It's just completely life transforming. It's so beautiful. And it reflects what I've experienced in terms of practicing Tantra as a spiritual path whether alone or with a lover. But this particular training focuses on being with a lover. Mm. But a lot of people uh, are not aware that Tantra holds the potential to help you go deeper and to use the Tantra meditations as a spiritual path. So there's a kind of misconception that Tantra is all about licentiousness and yes, we can have free sex and we can have orgies and we can have play parties and that's Tantra. So a lot of people have this kind of idea, not realizing that Tantra is rooted in the practice of meditation. And, you know, the way that uh, I'm witnessing how society is changing and, of course, any time society goes through changes, there will be growing pains as people evolve. And I was raised during the 60s, so I saw the sexual revolution taking place and then, of course, became part of that sexual revolution. And so, uh, and I experienced a lot of different ways of relationship because Osho was very free in terms of giving people space to explore whatever they needed to explore, always within the context of meditation. Mm. So, uh, in his community, I explored many, many different forms of sexuality, love, and relationship, and so did others. It was a very, very free playground in that respect. And with that came, like, huge learning curves (laughs) about... Uh, unconscious patterns or power games that go on between men and women, uh, how we can learn to follow what is truly calling us rather than what society expects of us, etc. And so what I see now in the wider world is that people are going through these different lessons. What I went through in Osho's community in a small 
uh, you could say melting pot. Uh, now people are going through it in the wider society and facing those same kind of challenges and learning curves. And uh, so I feel a lot of compassion and I like to reach out and help people who are going through different kinds of relationship turmoils, you could say. Yeah. And a lot of the turmoil in these days revolves around confusion over the roles of male and female and over this whole idea, uh, should we be polyamorous, should we be monogamous, mm. uh, what is the proper container for relationship, and, and people are searching for, for that, mm. and the answer has not yet been found. Mm. So uh, sometimes I write uh, blogs about these issues, and I wrote one about uh, the dilemma of relationship and how to heal the dilemmas that come up in relationship. So we're yeah. talking about that subject today. Because on that blog, I, I've, I'm reading that, of course, monogamy has its problems, isn't it? Isn't it in terms of ownership, uh, the kind of roots of um, monogamy, where you know th- this man takes this woman, the, the father gives away the bride, and all that. And then you have, on the other hand, p- uh, polyamory, where it's much more freer, uh, explorative. But um, both sides have issues, don't they? Challenges. Yeah, because it's always good to look into the roots of any given philosophy, you could say. Mm. So the roots of marriage are not very pretty, because basically the woman was a commodity to be bartered, uh, basically to be sold, and like, yeah, passed between men, the father offering her to some guy to have as his property. And uh, you know how pe- the men used to ask permission to the father to marry the daughter. Yeah. And of course, the man would have to be at a certain social standing and so on and so forth. Mm. And basically, love, which is based on using another person as property, is never going to, to bear any wonderful flowers <laughs> or wonderful <laughs> fruits. That's always going to be a, yeah. a mess. Yeah. And, uh, of course, men were free to play, but but women were not allowed because then the man has to make sure that the children being born are coming from his seed, not from the stable boy or something like that. Yeah. So it was all around ownership, property, passing on the family name and the family property, etc. Hmm. And obviously that model no longer works. So it, it been breaking down which is correct and the question is has there ever been a model in human society that has worked so i think this is what people are exploring now Mm. and trying to find also new models that might work now polyamory is a new model which has its own set of difficulties and its own set of uh, problems that come with it and uh, I think it's an ideal which is not really working, I could say. Yeah, yeah. Because people do hold it up as an ideal. Oh, yes, this is an evolved way of relationship. But within that, we're still stuck in a patriarchy model. This is a sad fact <laughs> because I meet so many women all over the world who are in a kind of anguish around this whole story of polyamory. And basically the woman might agree, yes, yes, I want to try it because she wants to be with that man. So she will accept whatever he is saying. But then later on, she reconsiders and said, well, actually, I don't like it. It's painful and I'm not enjoying that. (laughs) And 
And then she doesn't know what to do because, uh, well, the only other possibility is monogamy. And, of course, nobody wants that. Mm. So then what to do? Because then it looks like going backwards and going into a straitjacket. So there's a lot of discussion and, and, you know, emotional distress floating all around the world around this subject. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) One of the things I think I I picked up in Tantra was... um, the idea from somewhere that um, women are the ones that, in, that naturally, energetically make the choice. Um, uh, that that it's not it, it, traditionally that men kind of goes chasing women, and then eventually the woman gives way and go, "All right, I'll go out with you," and all of this. Mm-hmm. But actually, what I found is that when the woman makes the choice, it's a much happier connection. And if, and if the man agrees, you know, you know, the woman mm-hmm. gives the wink, drops the hanky, and then the mm-hmm. man comes. Oh, I like you. Do do you agree with that? Is that is that how you see the energy is working? Well, I think it goes both ways. Yeah. Uh, because both are dropping signals, yeah. and I think it is important for the man to chase the woman. Yeah. Because that's very. Uh, if you look in the animal kingdom, for example, this is what happens. Uh, the man will court the woman. He will chase. She will escape. <laughs> then she'll flirt. Then she'll escape again. <laughs> I used to watch peacocks, and their courtship goes on for like three days. It's right. unbelievable. Right. Of course, the sexual act in, among peacocks takes only about maybe 10 seconds. <laughs> so it's a very long foreplay. <laughs> yeah. And then I used to watch uh, cats when I was a child and that would go on for hours, like the man lurking in the grass and then chasing and the the female cat escaping and then she would kind of lull there in the grass and expose herself and mm. meow very seductively <laughs> and then run away again. Then he would chase So I think this whole courtship thing is very, very natural and it needs to be there because it builds up a certain um, chemistry and it builds up a kind of magnetic attraction. And it's really nice to honor that. And I think it's very important for the females to get the juices flowing that there is a certain amount of time and courtship involved before the union. So I think this whole thing of uh, just going on the the phone and choosing somebody, <laughs> yeah, and going for a quick fuck is not really not helpful. Serving the feminine, yeah, yeah. Maybe men believe that they are satisfied, but I don't believe that's really true either. No. Certainly for women, it's detrimental. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds good in the modern age. You see a load of photos, you can swipe left or right, and all that kind of thing. But mm. ultimately. It's better to meet the person, have a feel, the chemistry, and they're all kind of levels to relationship, aren't they? Can the person talk? To, to, you know, uh, what's yeah. the, what are they like? What's the chemistry like? But, uh, yeah, the chemistry is super important. Can I ask you, at the beginning you talked about uh, Tantra is really around a set of meditations. Can you just mm. say a bit more about Tantra and meditation, how it really impacts on uh, the sex, sex life and also the relationship, relational life? The thing is that... Uh, You know, in today's world, there's a lot of people doing work on themselves, personal development, meditation, yoga, whatever it is. And when we work on ourselves, we evolve. Mm. So if I'm doing yoga or meditation, whatever it is, I will evolve personally. However, you might bring two people together who are evolving personally, but then when you bring them together in relationship, they will not evolve in the relationship unless they meditate together. Mm. 
that mm. in other words the relationship is working on itself because a relationship is a third entity and usually of course we're very influenced by the childhood issues and how our parents related etc and then that will automatically come into play when we get together with somebody so there will be a lot of projections and all the emotional baggage and whether we fit together sexually etc etc then that will all come up and to solve that the best way i've found is to practice tantra meditation together not only to solve those issues and problems that couples face but also to move to the next level with it to really rise in love we talk about falling in love but nobody talks about rising in love mm. but we really ascend together we can meet and merge in all of our chakras and that leads into the phenomena of the soulmate where you feel like you're one soul in two bodies mm. the merging is so deep so profound mm. and this happens through practicing tantra meditation it's actually very easy <laughs> it's an easy formula and the only thing that gets in the way of that is the ego stuff that comes up like some people say oh but uh, sex should be very spontaneous and uh, it's not good that we have to schedule love appointment in order to practice tantra but if you think about it the normal couple is working all day long they making appointments for this that and the other the, the meeting in the office or they go to do the hairdresser whatever it is then they get home they watch some lousy thing on tv and then finally 11 o'clock at night suddenly spontaneously there's some sexual urge but by that time they're so tired and maybe at the most they have a kind of sleeping pill sex and go, <laughs> go to sleep <laughs> and then wonder why their relationship is not fulfilling and yeah. then they go out for a secret fling etc etc they start thinking okay we have to go and do some play parties or whatever it is to spice it up yeah whereas if you schedule quality time with your partner where you're leaving aside all this ego stuff you're leaving aside your daily concerns and worries and you're just spending quality time together it's so magnificent and it does everything for healing issues in relationship and it also brings you to the next level where you're merging not only sexually but through the heart and through the spirit now i know uh, sweetie you're going to offer a tantra meditation uh, to our listeners do you want to say something about that meditation uh yes I would like to offer the bioresonance method which is also in my book Divine Sexuality so if somebody is not quite following this you can always look it up in my book yeah and it's about bringing resonance between the masculine and the feminine within our own self and also with a partner so if somebody would like to practice it now for example if we're going to do it now Um if you don't have a partner with you you can do it with an imaginary partner and then when you are with a partner you can do it together. So should I guide us yeah. into that? Yes, please. Is is now a good time? Now is a very good time. I'm open and willing. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Just before we get into that I just wanted to say a little bit more about uh this whole question of um different models of sexuality yeah. that are presently in the world because i think we didn't quite finish with that subject and the basic thing that i'd like to say is that people go through different experiments in their life according to their soul calling hmm. so sometimes 
monogamy might be the very best thing for you to experience because it helps you to go deeper and deeper with one person. Mm. Another time, maybe playing with different partners, playing the field will be the best experiment for you because it will fulfill some longing to find the one in the many, to find that one divine feminine or that one divine masculine in the many. Mm. And maybe at another time, celibacy is the best thing for you. For whatever reason, maybe you just need time to come back to yourself, to discover self-love, to discover union with the universe without any other involved. So uh, I would just like to encourage people to really tune in and find out what is calling you to stay true to that, knowing that this is an experiment that you're embarking into and that at some point that experiment may change. But when you're true to that, you, certainly you will find deep fulfillment in your life and in your love. Wonderful. Okay, so now we'll go into the meditation, bioresonance. And to start with, you can simply sit opposite your partner or with an imaginary partner, maybe your inner male, inner female, and place your hands so that your three first fingers the first, second, and third finger of both of your hands are on the wrist of your partner. And you're simply breathing together. You don't have to try and breathe with the partner, but just breathe softly and naturally. And this position by itself will bring a harmonious resonance with your own inner male, inner female, and with the male or inner female of your partner. So you just allow that resonance to happen. And we do this phase for approximately five minutes. Now I'm going to take a shorter time, just because we're on air, so we're not going to just hang out there for five minutes, mm. uh, but just so you can get a taste of that. Just taking a few moments. It's a deeply healing position and you can do that sitting cross-legged or maybe sitting in two chairs opposite each other, whatever is comfortable for you. And now as we move on to the next phase, you can take the middle finger of your right hand and you will be placing it on the heart chakra of your partner. Now, if you are doing this alone with an imaginary partner, then just take the middle finger of your left hand and place it on your own heart chakra so that you can feel that resonance of the heart chakra. And then we're shifting and moving to the third eye center. So the same middle finger of the right hand goes to the third eye center in between the eyebrows of your partner and if you are alone doing this with an imaginary partner you can take your own left middle finger and place on your third eye center and just breathing into that resonance of your intuitive nature It 
that's very good and then you can rest your hands back into the original position and we're going to go into resonance of the voice so you can simply allow yourself to make a humming sound and if you are with a partner this humming sound gradually will come into resonance together when we do humming sound it awakens the crown chakra and it also simultaneously opens the whole central channel so I'm just going to hum that you can feel that sound hear that sound that humming sound loud enough that you yourself can hear it and if you're with a partner that both of you can hear it and you're having a bath in that sound resonance and you can go on with that sound for about five minutes and once we have completed the sounding together then we're going to go into another kind of resonance which is through touch so one partner is just sitting with eyes closed and the other partner will reach out and just begin touching like a blessing on the crown chakra and then all the way down the body wherever you can reach you're just giving a blessing touch to the whole body of this person and if you are alone and you're doing with an imaginary partner you can first of all touch that imaginary partner head to toe and then as we switch roles <clears throat> then you can touch yourself from crown all the way to your feet so uh, we, as we switch roles then you imagine that you are being touched and when we do it with a partner normally we touch from head to toe the whole physical body and then we touch the aura the auric field around the body so you can do that with your partner and then you receive that yourself so either the partner is giving you or you can give it to yourself and that becomes a resonance through touch and it really is a very blessed experience once you've done the other stages of this meditation and just breathing into that enjoying that And then we're shifting 
and usually that would also take about five minutes and we're shifting to the next phase where we're going to do circular breathing so if you are with a partner you can come into the yabhyum position that means the woman sitting in the man's lap if you are in a same-sex partnership you can just decide who will sit in whose lap that's fine and if you are doing this on your own you can just imagine this yabhyum position and then we go into circular breathing where if you are in a male body you would be breathing out from your sex center if you're in a female body you're breathing in through your sex center bringing that breath up to the heart breathing out from the heart chakra if you're in a female body breathing into the heart chakra if you are in a male body so you're passing the breath between male and female positive polarities the male is outgoing in the sex center woman is receptive woman is outgoing in the heart chakra man is receptive so you're really igniting that polarity that magnetic attraction between the masculine and the feminine as you do this circular breathing and we do that about 10 times long in breath long out breath about 10 breaths we're going to reverse the breathing and that is to awaken the inner male inner female which brings a harmonious union within yourself and also with another so in this case the woman is breathing out from her sex center man breathing in through his sex center man breathing out from the heart chakra woman breathing into the heart chakra and creating a circle of breath between heart and sex and again about 10 times As you come to the completion with the breath circle then you will be laying down and if you are with a partner you will be laying in such a way that you are crossing the legs over your partner's legs holding each other's feet 
and this actually makes a star of David Yantra or Shiva Shakti Yantra where the base the feet of the woman form the base of one triangle her head forms the tip of one triangle the man's feet form the base of the other triangle his head forms the tip and in the middle is the bindu this black spot that represents infinity the transcendental field so this is where the divine permeates this union and this is also called the recharge position this is an amazing position to go into at the end of a tantric meditation or also at the end of a powerful sexual union and you will find yourself getting recharged the inner male inner female outer male outer female are getting recharged it's a very powerful position and by the way if you're having holiday sometime you can even try floating in the sea in this position with a partner this is mind blowing and usually we would lay in this position at least for 5 minutes and this meditation can be lengthened or shrunk according to how much time you have usually maximum it would last would be 1 hour and minimum about half an hour so we've done it here in a condensed shortened form just so you could have a little taster of that and of course if you're doing it with a partner when you come to the phase where you are in yabhyum and doing that circular breathing you have the option to do that in sexual union and that's very very special so that gives you a nice taste of a tantric meditation in the couple <laughs>